Hi, my name is Johnny Knoxville, and welcome to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly the vibe of these This is the bomb jump. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Redirecting themselves by hitting the wall. It's <laughs> like a pinball machine one. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Steve only has three hearts, so <laughs> gotta be careful. <laughs> All these monks are like, uh, yeah, I guess you are in this. We gotta admire the dedication to the craft. You know, yeah. we, we will give you the reward. I, I mean, this does heal you, so please take it. <laughs> Just launching himself. <laughs> Welcome everywhere. to Jackass. <laughs> That's so good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Need for Speed Running. This time, Zelda-themed, because of course it is. Who who could have seen this coming? Who plays that? Can we make this podcast quick? I have a lot of Zelda I should be playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have places to be. For today, my name is L Hobbs. Uh, and I'm joined by two of our uh, lovely podcast hosts. We've got uh, Bradley the Beautiful. I'm going with Brad of the Wild today. Brad of the Wild. Yeah, Good. that works. <laughs> and I'm uh, my favorite name for when I'm playing Zelda games. I farted. <laughs> uh, I farted. Take the master sword. <laughs> <laughs> I farted. You have the power of the winds. So we're starting things off on a classy note today. We're going to be classy. <laughs> Always. Ruby's gone for one episode and we devolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why we need them on this podcast. Uh, but no, uh, we figured, listen, you got Zelda to play. They got Zelda to play. I'm not quite playing it yet myself, but I'm sure I will one day. Mm. And uh, we're just going to mostly talk about it. We are going to stay as like spoiler free as possible. We will give any context well in advance if we're going to spoil anything about Tears of the Kingdom. Since this is only yeah. coming out a week after the, the game has been out. We not are even. currently <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, coming yeah. out. Okay. It's coming yeah. out a week after. Yeah. We're currently <laughs> days from, from its release. So. Uh, don't worry, we will be very like cautious about all that, um, and we'll. I should let be you playing know. it right now. I like <laughs> I like a policy of uh, if you see something in the trailer, that's a pretty safe thing to talk about. And mm-hmm. but uh, as far as like when I went to this location and I said, oh, I didn't know it would be like this. We won't do none of that because there's been a few moments where my jaw's on the floor and I tell Carly to take another lap before we go into grandma's for Mother's Day because I need a little <laughs> bit more time here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think if we end up wanting to spoil like some early mechanics, we'll just say like anything past this point is off limits or whatever. And mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll, we'll put uh, proper context. So don't worry, folks, as we get into this one. Uh, but but uh, before we get going on everything, just what have people been up to? Is it just all Tears of the Kingdom nonstop since uh, last uh, recording, or what have you all been doing? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I I, st- I started reading a book two weeks ago because I was like, "There's just too much on the internet, and I don't really want to play games right now." And I'm just kind of at hype overload, and like, I'm just gonna read for a while, and eventually it'll be here, and hopefully I won't see someone's like countdown they posted on their page that'll remind me that it's like still six days away you, you think it's been like two hours and it's been like a minute you've been reading like ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how i am with new games sometimes too how about you brad 
You know, I, I I knew that Zelda was coming, so I didn't really want to invest too much. I I made the mistake of looking at Celeste, and then I just went and beat uh, A-sides, B-sides, and C-sides mm-hmm. one morning over the course of like three hours when I was fairly <laughs> hungover, which I was surprised. Uh, sometimes if yeah. you take a long break from a game and you come back, it just clicks better than it did before. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, but... Mm. Played through Celeste recently. Finally saw the Mario Brothers movie. Thought it was a pretty, pretty fun little thing, fun little romp. And yeah, other than that, I, I didn't want to get too invested in a lot of uh, big mm-hmm. projects. Mm. We just did a three-part episode series on Street Fighter, so I'm so ready to purge that knowledge <laughs> from my brain right now. Uh, also, we should be clear, we're not going to spoil Tears of the Kingdom, but we will be full spoiler in Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on this podcast. Okay. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled, be sure. No, I'm just, I'm just I, kidding. I was like, I, you, I hope you're joking because that, man. Those are the only Marvel movies I care about. Only spoiler warning, you're going to cry, okay? Yeah. You're going to cry a few times. That's the only spoiler I can give you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so fun, fun little fact. Uh, we so keys ended up bringing this up on tfs so i'm I'm comfortable sharing it here our original plan uh for the first step last week was to play breath of the wild because we were because the first step was literally like the day before yeah it was was the day that when midnight rolled around tears of the kingdom came out so we were like neither he had played some breath of the wild i've never played it uh we're like how great would it be if we spent like all month playing this game you've never played wait what you've never played breath of the wild is that what you said brad you've known me for like three years at this point how 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 do you still not know this it's like when you (laughs) volunteer like your brain refuses to have that information because there's no way it could be true i would rather live in a world where hobbs has played breath of the wild so i choose to forget fair uh, no, I've never played it, and uh, I do now own it because we were going to play it. We Unfortunately, it's just been so busy with SGDQ right around the corner that neither of us had the time. The, it's like the proper time. We could have put six hours into the game or eight hours or whatever, but it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to do Breath of the Wild in that format. Like, there's games that that works for. That's not one of them. Uh, mm. Get off so, the plateau, but yes, yes. Yeah, so we were going to do that this week. I was going to be coming into this podcast with, like, <laughs> breath the wild energy up behind me and being like maybe i'll be joining people in tears of the kingdom or maybe i'll just at least like be excited for it to play it in a month or something uh unfortunately didn't get the chance so i played oracle of ages yeah how'd that <laughs> yeah, go game, game sucks uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it's i so weirdly enough i i really liked oracle of seasons from what i remember i think it was like one of my favorite Zeldas that I've played at this point. I've played like a fair number of the 2Ds now. Um, and I liked that one a lot. I remember liking Link's Awakening an okay amount. Um, but I liked Seasons a lot. And Ages, I was like excited to get into it. I'm like, this is going to hit the same beats for me, hopefully. And it just doesn't. I don't know <laughs> what it is. But uh, it just, it had too much of what I, I like to refer to as Zelda tedium. Uh, a lot of people probably will burn me at the I, stake for that but i I, uh, I always felt like seasons was tedious because they're like okay now go back down it. underneath and now go above ground and now go back below ground and just the, the now, now have you have four seasons to cycle through and i'm just like can i just have the on off time switch please it's <laughs> easier to deal with ages you have to like go and fight 
for me, it's always like when a game has like, oh, you got to go touch this portal, right? To like switch mm-hmm. time periods or something. And they put one portal in like one spot and then the other portal is not in the same spot so that you can't like switch back very yeah. easily in the same location. And so you have to run like diagonally across the whole uh-huh. map to get back and forth from from these spots. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? This is just inconvenience and you know it. So that they can give you the full power later. I, I don't even I understand that, but like <laughs> it's <sighs> yeah, it's like padding. A good analog to it as well is uh, like how in Dark Souls one, I've always felt that like you should be able to travel from the bonfires instantly instead of having to like go and get the uh, Lord vessel first because you get halfway through the game before you can actually warp between bonfires. But it's a they learned their lesson and in no game since then have you had to delay like wait to be able to warp (laughs) between bonfires and b at least in that game there's like something about you know there's something to the the tedium that you're always developing a skill in and in zelda i don't feel like i personally get that same uh that same like kind of development Mm -hmm. but i I will say hot take about (laughs) Oracle of Ages. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I I don't like the overworld in either of those games, so mm. they're just kind of boring and tedious. And uh, if you get through them once, and then you're like, I should go back and see if I forgot anything along there. Like, there's not an easier way to go back through the mountains yeah. in the late game. You just have to do it the same way you did it the first time. It's like, I'm never going back there. Just, I'm never going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. But enough about bad games. (laughs) Uh, Hit hit, hit me up with the first impressions, y'all, about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Let's let our Legend of Zelda expert go first here. (laughs) Yeah. The guy who directed this game in Breath of the Wild started on the Oracle games. So there you go. Everyone's got to start somewhere. yeah, they got their experience. And not every student you know, you film was great. You got to make some crap first. He's like <laughs> one of the first names that comes up. He was like a, a planner at Capcom and helped design those two and Minish Cap. And then Nintendo was like, you want to come uh, work for us? Yeah, yeah, maybe. So <laughs> I don't know. I like this game. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't like this uh, mind blowing uh, thing the way Breath of the Wild was because it's it's kind of similar, but like it it's been more of the Elden Ring thing for me. Where mm-hmm. hours later I'm like, oh man, like okay, this is really good. There's just I keep running into things that make me go, yeah, I, I I'm never I don't want to stop doing this one thing now, right. I, I, but I'm I'm gonna go do other things. But like this one thing is now my favorite thing, and that happens like every couple hours. And that's interesting that like that kind of makes sense to me to a degree about like Breath of the Wild being a, a breath of fresh air, pardon my, you know, pun uh, for the for the franchise, right, for the series in that it was very starkly different from um, what had come before it. And so it does kind of make sense that going into the sequel, like you're not going to have that same feeling because, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting more of the same. And I don't mean that in a negative way. People generally attach a negative connotation to that. I'm sure that there's lots that is different, but you know that you're like, they Mm -hmm. wouldn't call it, they wouldn't call it the sequel if it's going to be absolutely a completely different game. Right. Yeah. Uh, What you are looking for out of that is, is more. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, all that stuff is still in there. Um, but like, it's just not mind blowing right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Whereas, 
uh, it, it was a it was a weird first like few hours where I'm like this all feels familiar, but it's just it's different. It's it's sub, you know it's all kind of off from what I know. Um, and then the mind blowing things happen like the further I go and and, okay. and do it. So like it's yeah, it's not this like explosion of oh my god, this is entirely different, and I just want all of it now. Uh, <laughs> that Breath of the Wild was. It really balances everything that you want from the first game and the new abilities, the new focuses of what the gameplay is built on. It's, it's great that they introduce these new concepts while not really giving you the stuff from before. Like a lot of the mainstays of breath of the wild, like uh, I don't want to speak too much, but a lot of like those core verbs that you use early on are not what you're going to use at all in the beginning. And it's really uh, masterful and, parsing out new things and they're so fun these new abilities like when you start uh piecing you know things together uh making your your vehicles and that's not a spoiler everyone knows that the vehicles are a thing Mm -hmm. in there and i've been at this for a while and i haven't really made like a ton of them i've like only vaguely messed around with it like once it it feels great the way that puzzles have so many different ways to solve them and it's really just letting your mind <laughs> run. It's letting your mind run wild. And there are th- times where I'm like, all right, I see the smart way to do this, but I'm going to try the dumb way first <laughs> and see, see what, all right, can I make 10 ramps connected and just make one way to walk across this? And you can. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes you can even just say, skip the puzzle and do some other way to traverse and uh, get around scenarios. Uh, what I, find best about the game so far though is it's just elegant it's when you put the 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 game in it starts up just like the simple titles at the the beginning just like those Mm -hmm. little white words and the music the storytelling it's just confident in a way that only nintendo delivers first person titles uh i i don't get those feelings a lot when playing games where i am just eating good i feel like it's the biggest (laughs) pile of best food i've ever had and i am just loving every second uh all of this gushing being said there are issues with this game um oh uh, there are performance issues it chugs a little bit oh yeah i've heard the frame rate's still not really much better oh uh, it's worse (laughs) you just lift up a big platform and it's like Whoa there, buddy. <laughs> Let's just take a moment here. Oh, hold on. Wait for me to load a bunch of particle effects in. Um, yeah, it it uh, it's worse in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. in, in all ways, <laughs> as far as the frame rate's concerned. This game that, is going to play fucking awesome on the Switch Pro 2 Extreme in five <laughs> years when they do the HD HD remake. Oh, like, yeah. It's got the best bones in the world. It's just <laughs> the Switch can't handle... Uh, everything it's trying to all the time and but my, see, that, that's always i've always been bothered by that kind of thing because i'm i i understand when uh developers have like a creative vision for a game or whatever and they, they're like we want this to be like this expansive world or we want we, we want, want it to have millions of enemies or whatever the case may be for whatever individual game and they don't want to really compromise on like that and i'm like that's part of making the game though right yeah I, I i always feel like there is very little excuse outside of you know st- I'm, I'm not blaming individual developers here we're talking more from like an over 
overarching like studio standpoint um, because there's always going to be like conditions where developers are like forced in, into horrible like crunch working conditions and they just got to get a game out like with in a certain state but these like, were put into most likely horrible conditions and given all the time in the world to be in those horrible conditions right but if you are like the the i'm talking like you're the head like you, this project is yours right like mm-hmm. you are the one ultimately responsible at the top i'm like there's just never any excuse for those kinds of issues to me to be unbelievably prevalent when it comes down to like core game design decisions because you know especially when it's a first party title pc games way more lax because there's so many configurations to deal with but like a first party title you know your hardware yeah you know exactly what you need to deliver on this should be tight is going to work on if you have a bunch of lag there there are like there's like one excuse for lag to me which is if the it's if it's such in if it's in such a sparse condition and specifically the lag actually kind of adds to the effect. So as an example of that, um, in Ratchet and Clank, I think two or three, maybe in both, uh, you can get this item that will like break when you do a ground pound, it'll break like everything in a huge radius and all the bolts that you get from them will fly into you. Right. Pretty much the only time that game ever lags is if you use that in an area with like shitloads of glass. Yeah. And that's like, oh, man, you should have done that. (laughs) It will end up being okay to me because when you do it, it has this unintended or maybe intended side effect of basically like being look at the epicness of destruction you just created in slow motion. Like, let me see this happen. Yeah. If you have like an explode, like like some if there were something in a game where you have like a chain reaction of 15 explosions and it causes the game to slow down a bit in a way that just makes it seem a little more like grandiose, like Mm -hmm. like an epic thing you did. Yeah, that is my one (laughs) exception for lag. I'm like, if, if that is okay, because then you can be like, we could have spent another three months trying to optimize this game to make this rare condition not have lag, but does it just add to the experience in a way? (laughs) And if it does, then I'm like, okay, outside of that, I'm like, if, especially when it comes to your core design stuff, it's like, man, you got to realize that that's part of it. Like, yeah, performance is, is part of the design. I think just dialing back some of the visual effects that are on screen, um, might've helped. It all looks cool. And in certain cases, you you there are places where yeah, I want a bunch of visual effects, uh, the the kind that I'm specifically referring to. But there's there's just so much happening mm-hmm. on screen that doesn't necessarily have to be there, or could be like pulled back a little bit. I don't know. It, it used to only be um, it had to worry about like the Korok forest because there was just so much stuff popping in and out and moving and trees and stuff. But now everywhere is like that. <laughs> yeah, that is a shame. I, it, it sucks when a, a great game is marred by technical issues. I mean, honestly, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was a similar way. It like I had so much fun mm. with that game and it was shitty in like <laughs> in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, mm. And it's it sucks when that kind of like mars the the experience a bit. Yeah, it, it really only happens when I'm using the powers for the most part, but it's there, which are all really super awesome. Um, yeah, I've I, seen I, one. I've seen one of the new like abilities, uh, and I don't know how early stuff is. I think it was within like the first hour, so it's yeah. probably not a big deal. But but it 
was it, it looked pretty cool. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a game do that, really. Uh, <laughs> I played this. I, I play this game entirely different than I play Breath of the Wild. I my combat strategy is is much different. I, I would not. Yeah, I found myself favoring spears over other things, which I would not have done before. And um, yeah, like I used a lot of arrows before, but I'm using a ton of arrows because they're everywhere. They give you so many arrows and it's great. Um, yeah. It's not a problem. And in, in Breath of the Wild, they're tough to come by. And I just wanted to craft them myself, even if it was like a ton of resources and punishing. I, I don't care. I just want more arrows. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so, so yeah. there's, good there's a place where you're going to go through a lot of arrows. Just keep them stockpiled while you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had I've to heard leave. there's a lot of good quality of life improvements, though, in terms of like the just small annoyances from mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild that they improved on, like uh, breaking or, or picking up new equipment when your inventory is full will ask you, like prompt you yes. if you want to swap something instead of having to like, OK, I clo- put it back in the chest and now I got to go take something out. I got to go grab gr- then grab it from the chest again. Like that, that small things like that, you always hope that they improve on in a sequel. They've you know, had a long time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind being able to use my weapons longer, uh, <laughs> if it happened. But I don't know because they they've said many times like we've balanced this game. That's like we've been working tirelessly to make it play exactly how we want it to, and you know, you get more opportunities to be creative and to try more things when you have to change your weapons more often. I see. Uh, I see that argument, but. Uh, even with the quality of life improvements, it's still just I don't want to deal with that that often. Mm. And one one thing that I find very frustrating with this game is the lack of accessibility options. Yep, I'm surprised that it's still the exact same. Are you surprised it's Nintendo? <laughs> <sighs> I They're mean, bad I with sh- accessibility. I'm sorry, they just are. <laughs> It's I, true, but I, I was I hoping hate, that they would I hate listen the control for this game. I hate it. Um, Elden Ring has spoiled me. I am a spoiled little tarnished boy. <laughs> and the fact in Elden Ring, you get infinite sprint until you're around enemies. In this game, I am cycling my stamina bar all the <laughs> fucking time. And it's also, it's sprint is on A. And I need to use both thumbsticks while I run. That's just the way I play. So I'm constantly... I was doing this claw thing for the first two hours. Mm. And I said, no more. I got a one-hour delivery from Target, some app that goes and picks up stuff for you. And I got one of those Power A fusion controllers. So I mapped sprint and jump to be my paddles on the back. And life-changing. I could never go back to playing a game like this or Elden Ring without the paddles anymore. I'm just... Uh, I, I love that system, but yeah, that, that was the, uh, that was dark souls three speed running for me. It was like, I, I back paddles for, for run. Cause otherwise the claw grip was always a pain. I could do it a bit more casually, but when I was running it, I was like, God, I, I gotta have these paddles. <laughs> I've, I've only played uh, breath of the wild with joy cons and the a button and the thumbstick are close enough that I can just hold a down while moving the camera with like, the rest of my thumb at this point <laughs> because so, they designed them for 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 small they're like, so tiny hands yeah, yeah. it's like they're hey look he, my buddy's right there i don't need to cl- uh, claw grip at all yeah i i do 
wish Nintendo would prioritize accessibility more, though. I, yeah. I think, like, part of it is that they go, well, you can remap things with the Switch soft system software. And I hope, I wish, like, that should always be just a last resort, you know? I, yeah. I don't think games should ever use that as a, like, an excuse, like, a reason why they don't end up allowing remappable controls. And this is not just a Nintendo problem. Like, there's still a ton of games mm-hmm. that are, like... You got to roll with either set A or set B. You don't get to like, you know, set things how you want it. And I'm like, just just make controls remappable. <laughs> just just make them remappable. Provide a like, hey, we really recommend you use this. But if you want, change them mm-hmm. because you don't know who's playing. You, you don't know what they, uh, you know, maybe somebody ha- is missing a finger and like it's easier for them to map something a different way. Like it, it there's so many reasons why accessibility options just help everybody yeah <laughs> it's, it sucks especially when as we talked about before uh they released super metroid which lets you just change everything yep. yeah so come on <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it's baffling but to get back on like the the more like fun things i i liked hearing brad from you that there, there are times where you encounter a situation in the game and you just go, I just wonder if I can do this other thing to do it instead. Because I've always felt whenever people ask me about like, hey, when you speed run games, like does that like mess you up your casual playthroughs anymore? Like, can can you play games casually anymore? I'm like speedrunning has only elevated my game, my my love of like playing through a game casually, because now when I approach situations, if I'm playing a game with fun movement or fun abilities, I just see, can I do something else? Like, can I, can I do something different? Cause it's just sometimes more fun to do that. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that game, this game is still giving you the same, uh, the same like feelings. So there's, there's a spot in the first area where you get through a number of things and then you get this like ability to travel back to somewhere you were before. I watched Graham Pooh Bear say, no, I don't want your fast travel. And you can just, work very hard and hit your head many times and eventually you can torture yourself enough to where you can not have to do your fast travel if that's what you're into and Mm -hmm. it's just giving someone like here's every single tool in the toolbox and we hope you get creative and have fun with it and this is the kind of game that five years from now someone's like did you know you can do this with that or i I can't wait to see what people make my goodness (laughs) Yeah, someone had asked, like, do you think they're going to find a a game-breaking thing in the first weekend? (laughs) I was like, probably, yes. I'm sure they've already found it before the game came out. played it a week and a half before it came out, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, there are certain things that I'm sure they've fixed, um, even though this is basically, like, running on the same engine, um, you know, physics engine. Yeah. But there, are, I'm sure there are things they've patched out that speedrunners could do. I forget what one oh, of probably. them I was I was trying to mess with, but yeah, it did not work the same way. Yeah, for the record, if anybody out there is like has ever uh, like succumbed to the argument of like, oh, they're just copy pasting assets or just reusing the same engine, like why does it take a long time or something? It's like brother you're wrong like like you want you want them to use the same engine because that means they're going to make it better um yeah unfortunately it sounds like there's still a lot of uh frame rate issues performance issues but i just think they that, shoved too much in um, right because it's all cool <laughs> yeah uh, it, it looks like a game for a console made in 2017 right yeah yeah, yeah. 
but but yeah that, that like insomniac has been using the same engine for their 3d games for like ever pretty much like i'm pretty sure the the engine that they use to make spyro and ratchet and clank is still what they use it's just that it's <laughs> gone through you know 20 years of evolution I, you can tell when you use photo mode that uh ratchet and clank rift apart and spider-man uh the marvel spider-man 2018 are using the same engine like, like yeah. they are and it's really cool because it means that they always have time to like keep optimizing it and, and improving it and customizing them to for every situation not to to segue away from tears of the kingdom but i do just <laughs> want to make a comment there are so many good games right now like yeah. coming out now and coming down the pipeline i i have resident evil 4 just like yelling at me like why aren't you playing me right now i'm like i'm sorry i'm, I'm in a relationship right now <laughs> and spider-man 2 is coming out this year as well right yeah fall and i wouldn't be shocked if it gets delayed to spring 2024 but it right now it's fall 2023 20, uh, and i'm very excited for that <laughs> I, I still need to play jedi survivor fall i want to play that desperately That's true. i do want to play that talk about a game that is apparently ridden with performance issues. Hey, surprise, just like its first one. I've heard good things. Yeah, I, I'm going to play Fallen Order at some point because I, I, I own it and I haven't played it yet. And I'm I'm like, hey, maybe I should do it now while yes. they're fixing all the performance issues in yes. the sequel. Yeah, because <laughs> I played Perfect that at time. launch and uh, eventually just bumped the difficulty down because I wanted to see more of the game and see mm -hmm. more of the story. And I'm just like, I don't have two minutes to to wait every time I die and yeah. and get good at <laughs> I gotta move on. Yeah. RE4, uh, I haven't played a ton of it, but I did play some of it because we did an episode for the first step, and uh, it, it was definitely very fun. I I personally, it's weird. I liked RE2 being very limited on ammo, and you have to, like, kind of, it's almost a puzzle to a degree, um, and how much of that game really is actually just a puzzle game and not a shooter. I liked that, but then in RE4, I'm like, oh, I, I just get, like, a bunch of ammo, and I can fucking just shoot things? Hell yeah, I love that, too. Like, <laughs> Good. I, there are things I liked more about that in, in a lot of ways. So mm. it's, it, I was having like a, a lot of fun with it for sure. It's for some reason, I'm not in like the headspace to play that game right now. Like it's just not the, the current like vibe I want out of my video gaming, but I am going to for sure return to that at some point and finish off that game because I, it was fun. I was definitely having fun with it. Yeah. Big I do recommend. want to check that out. Um, Cause I didn't get as much into RE2 because of I, I was wasting all my ammo because I was like, oh, this is I'm playing like RE4. Everyone on this <laughs> floor must be dead before I move forward or before I really look right. around. And no, that's not how you play that game. Mm -mm. Yeah. And RE4. Yeah, you could definitely let loose a bit more. Just I, I find fun. <laughs> Speaking yeah. about uh, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, its length. Uh, that's a popular topic on Need for Speed Running. Mm. I saw an article today that said Tears of the Kingdom is about a 40 to 50 hour game for normal playthroughs. Uh, if you're like a completionist, you're looking at about 90 to 100. Uh, also, those are like rough estimates made by, mm -hmm. uh, you know, clickbait.com. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good to get a point of reference to compare to the speedrun world record for Tears of the Kingdom, which I don't know what it is now, but I know the cool. other day it was 90 minutes already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> it begins. Okay. It has begun. I, yeah. And yeah, that and a was... million links ran naked into the distance and jumped <laughs> off of the cliff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think my first message to you after seeing that was uh, so they had a leaked copy? Do we know? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they did. 
I won't point I won't point any fingers, but that's kind of suspicious. Or somebody worked in QA or something and they got, you know, yeah. some, they worked in CERT or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you, you got to play the game a ton when you're working those jobs. That's it true. Makes an easy, uh, easy way to get started on that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even know if I know how to beat the game yet. <laughs> they should just hire a team of speedrunners for every game like all right you guys got two weeks break this thing if you can and just see what happens here's a notepad a, a lot of speedrunners have made that argument <laughs> and and some <laughs> studios have hired uh speedrunners into qa and yeah. like where that is one of their boons um, i mean speedrunners their job is to break games that seems like the exactly. ideal person to come in yeah you still got to be the right person though right it's not like a direct it's it's an it's a squares and rectangles thing, right? Like every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah. kind of way. Like not every I'm runner not is a glitch hunter. At find exactly, I'm not as good at finding glitches, but I also I know how to like do the other side of QA work of like you know repro mm-hmm. steps and and uh, you know, <laughs> filing reports and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, you're not a, you got to get somebody who can do both. Yeah, you said you should. Uh, you, what you're saying is uh, Insomniac should talk to you about of course QAing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank. Right. I I absolutely agree. Could not uh, could not agree more. We'll get we'll get a hold of Ted. (laughs) We're going to talk to him, Hobbs. We're getting you in there. Yeah, Yeah. there there was uh, Zem did get to do a a speed run in front of Ted. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But let's let's get on to our our main topic. Unless there's anything big that you all wanted to uh, still talk about with Tears of the Kingdom without us uh, getting into spoilers or anything. It's amazing. I was just so overwhelmed with uh, intense fervor the morning I woke up ready to play it. And then I got it. And I haven't been like felt more like I was missing out that first day. Carly had a great day. We're going out to watch Star Wars with an orchestra. And while like we were eating, I just saw Twitter blowing up with everyone that I'm friends with and follow like posting copies of Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm like. I am not at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help me Yoda. <laughs> it's funny when you have that kind of feeling. It's uh, I've thought about that with Spider-Man too. When it comes out, I'm like, I'm, I haven't, I haven't like pulled an all nighter in a while because I've been good for the last like couple of years. And I'm, I'm like, I think it's going to have to break when that, that game comes out. I don't think I'm going to be able to wait the 12 hours <laughs> or eight yeah. hours or whatever to, to wake up. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But, I, uh, I had a, uh, I thought I had my whole streaming laptop like figured out. And so I, I went live at midnight. I was like, I'm going to play this for a couple hours and then I'm just going to stream this all weekend. And it crashed like oh. while Zelda was talking. And I'm just like, really? Like, really? We can't get four minutes in. OK. Uh. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> but that's when you say fuck it. And you're like, I know which of these things is more important to me right yeah. now. And it's playing the video game. <laughs> yeah. <with> no distractions. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, to get on to the, uh, the crux of the episode here, the meat of the matter, we thought it'd be good as our two year anniversary of the show, uh, and as the tears of the kingdom release week ish, uh, we thought it would be an apt time to revisit breath of the wild, our very first episode of the, this podcast, because it's actually, from what we understand, pretty completely different from the last time we did this <laughs> thing. Uh, it, it was a lot of bullet time bouncing and I think some stasis launching and stuff mm-hmm. when we watched it two years ago. Yeah, and straight I'm, to stasis, I believe. Yeah, and I don't think they do like almost any of that anymore, from what I understand. the uh, uh, From what I understand, the shrine uh, uh, order is changed. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. 
So yeah, so we're we're gonna we're gonna figure out what's different. Uh, we're gonna look into that one. What do we all what do, what do you all remember about it? Because I I only remember kind of a couple key moments, just as as somebody who isn't as familiar with the game. A paragliding wow. Santa and whistle yes. sprinting. Santa was yes. going to be my first uh, <laughs> mention. Yeah, whistle I, I don't know how whist- I don't know how whistle sprinting works, but I was playing Tears of the Kingdom. I'm like, this running is stupid. So That's I was what to, it was. I was trying to whistle sprint, and I didn't know what I was doing. But yeah. I, I, it's out. That's the thing I couldn't remember. I tried oh, whistle sprinting did. is gotcha. out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but we we whistle sprinted out of the Shrine of Resurrection. And glitched out the shrine. Glitched out and whistle sprinted to lock the t- lock the time. You locked. We locked <laughs> oh, the yeah. world. They into locked a, it to the yes. day or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then also to run into the mountains, uh, buck naked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, uh, went up to get stasis first, and then I think that's when coming out of there, we get some some Santa dialogue. He was French. What was I don't he? remember. Possibly what, a French Santa, German yes. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just remember there was some kind of big bullet time bounce launch. Like that's a exactly. Times. Yeah. I remember that just like launching you across the whole map. And then I remember the and I suspect this part's probably still in. I remember there was the like the the bow shot into the cutscene of like the fight that then took yes. out the first phase like instantly because mm. as soon as the fa- the fight started the the like arrow was in the hitbox right um, I uh, remember that that was I, that was a that was a moment oh yeah. man I, I'm curious to see if much has changed in those fights at the end I would su- I would suspect that not a lot has there but I I don't know I think they they have a new route for. Um, so when we saw it, it was a brand new route where they were like getting into the castle, uh, but you know, inside the walls, going out of bounds, uh, crisscrossing to pick up resources. And I don't, I don't, I'm sure there's still an amount of that, but I, I remember there being like more bomb arrows involved with this uh, mm-hmm. at a GDQ at some point. So like there, there are arrows uh, along the sides of the wall that I don't know if we saw them pick up. That they'll be picking up in here. Um, I remember them pilfering a chest from like an enemy that was right there, like 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 they yeah. they stole yes. right out from underneath a an in enemy the, in the kitchen or the dining room or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That dining room was my favorite part of that speed run that I remember <laughs> so well. Uh, it's you know it's great seeing the bullet time bounces and the abilities get abused and you know, glitch your doors. I get all that. What's fascinating to me is. What ingredients do you need to buff you up and what limited weapons are required to do mm-hmm. essentially the one big battle that you're going to have to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I find that to be uh, so interesting and so many options for routing. Yeah. And yeah, the way they just sneak in, steal a couple things, make some food <laughs> while those two enemies are yes. still like, what's going on here? <laughs> he kind of yeah. like creeps up and goes, look over there. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then like cut to a cooking show and like yeah yeah today on link's kitchen that's what i've always liked about dark souls runs like i i tend to enjoy them more when it's this like how do we get strong you know routing mm-hmm. challenge than a platforming one because that's just not what i'm looking for out of those games so that, that's what i've always liked in in those runs um but yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a look at breath of the wild again it's been a while 
it's going to be fun. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while since we uh, saw Santa Claus. <laughs> so if uh, we're going to go take a little break to do that right now. If you want to hear our live reactions to the speed run for Breath of the Wild, uh, then you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash possibly bad. That gets you access to the commentary uh, track, but also all of the commentary tracks for all of our past episodes. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, you can I'm there. hear the first Breath of the Wild commentary and then hear this Breath of the Wild commentary. <laughs> you could. You could listen to our to the differences. One of us will sound like they have an afro. It'll be weird. Uh, <laughs> it was me. We're going to go watch the Breath of the Wild Any Percent World Record, which as of time of recording is 23 minutes and 42 seconds by Player 5 who I believe ran this at a GDQ recently. They're very, very good at the game. Uh, this world record was achieved on May 6th of 2023, so pretty damn recent. And uh, yeah, excited to check this one out. Um, hey, when... When you're not hyper-extending a super slide across the Hyrule field, Hobbs, are are you often thinking of people who executively produce our show? The Hobbs, that's your cue. Hobbs, that's when you're supposed to say I just, something. I just, I, I, I just didn't want to give you any satisfaction <laughs> on that one. That was such um, the, the most tenuous uh, connection you could possibly come up with. I'm like, no, I'm, I, I'm not yes and in this. I'm no button. It. That's what we got to do today. <laughs> masterful. <laughs> masterful work, Luigi, as always. <laughs> Thank you to our executive producers. Uh, if you want to be an executive producer of the show, then all you got to do is subscribe at our probably badass tier. Yeah, I remember the tier name for once. Uh, <laughs> so we really appreciate that. And thank you so much to Cassandra Lenhart, uh, Hypiction, Ethan King, Brian Ward, Lisa Slack, Professor Hal, Highly Gamer Zero One, and Lassie and Laponis. Thank you all for being Woo! EPs of the show. Big thanks. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do this without you. And uh, hey, get excited. Well, I'm going to give you all the sneak peek right now. Get excited for the, uh, the live episode at SGDQ. Oh, yes. Yes. We're going to live, live and uncut. We're going to be talking all the speedrun secrets you've never even heard of. Yeah. <laughs> With our friends over at the Dear PB podcast. So it's going to be sick. Very fun. Let's just say that I have three costume changes planned for this panel. <gasps> Whoa. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks for you know going and watching the run yourself or just waiting for 30 seconds, Politely. 10 <laughs> seconds, a few moments, uh, whatever the case. We're back. We just watched the Breath of the Wild any percent speed run by player five. Currently world record at 23 minutes, 42 seconds. But who knows if that'll change? Probably won't. Everyone's going to play the new one for the next two years. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, except for Hobbs, who's playing Oracle of Seasons. 2025 <laughs> is when I'm probably going to finally play <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild. And then 2027 will right. be uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Once they've patched it and work all the bugs out. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo patching something. That's a good one. Uh, so <laughs> what? What? Uh, I was talking about Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh yes. Not, yeah. They're the, still not done with it. Yeah. Correct. 
what, what, what were people's thoughts? First impressions. Brad, hit me. Um, as always, uh, Breath of the Wild is a fun game to watch. I am always impressed by what the heck is happening? What has changed? <laughs> uh, we, we mentioned it a few times in the commentary about how it's great to see all of the stuff that we already kind of had seen before, and they're building on it. They're adding new techniques. At some point, it went from a Christmas movie into a jackass TV show, <laughs> and yeah. I'm I'm all about the bomb jump. The bomb jump yep. was my my new favorite uh, heavily utilized technique. And then we also did the electric slide, bomb slide. I don't know what the term was for it. <laughs> Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, that one uh, I didn't love as much. Uh, mm-hmm. It's cool, and I, I I see that it's definitely important in the speed run now. Uh, there's something though about hitting a, a tree 50 times and riding that to a <laughs> castle that I'll never get tired of. But no, I mean, the speedrunner did fantastic. Player five was great, and it was uh, maybe a little more broken than I expected, but I enjoyed it. I was in a similar boat. I what I came out of liking more in this one was were were the bomb like launches with themselves. I, I found. I remember when watching the previous one, like a lot of it is fairly easy to follow, but inside the shrines, it wasn't as much for me because I don't have, you know, intimate uh, memories of going through these shrines and and the way the puzzles work and discovering the first time in this. Mm. I don't have to have that because fuck it. We're just going to detonate a bomb two <laughs> inches behind Link and launch him over a wall. And I can I can understand what's happening with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting launched to the end every time. And so I really yeah. I really like that. I thought that was it was fun to watch consistently. It never got old. Um, and I did like that they used it in different locations. It wasn't just in the shrines. It was also outside a bit and different angles and all that. Um, I am, a, I too am sad that bullet time bouncing is gone and, and there's only like one stasis launch. I do like that there's still a stasis launch in there. Um, I, I always appreciate when old tricks still have their place in a new route. Mm-hmm. I don't stasis dis- launch. Stasis launch is nice because it seems like something that's kind of built into the game. Yeah meant that you can abuse instead of something that wasn't meant to be in the game i agree and it Mm -hmm. also has and i think i want to say we talked about this two years ago it has what i always love in a really like big speedrun moment which is anticipation you have Mm -hmm. the the time of like you freeze the thing you got to swing and and knock around and then you got to grab the boulder or whatever it has that time for the the audience to go like, "What the fuck's happening? What's going on? Well, I know something's gonna happen. Something's about to happen. What's 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 gonna happen?" And then, boom, you're you're flying across the map, right? Mm-hmm. Even bullet time bouncing had that as well. Bliss, it was kind of like they run up to a a stump and then suddenly they're flying. And why is he holding a a bomb over his bow? Yeah, I still found oh. it very cool. I very <laughs> I, I enjoyed the fact that you got to wiggle to like get the the speed right, mm-hmm. and they kind of have to like reposition a bit it looked like during you know the launch i do like all that stuff about it uh it's better than pausa yes i agree with that for sure uh the wind waker stuff but i yeah i do miss uh i wish there were it was the ratio was a little different maybe there was like two big like bliss things that they do in the run and then the rest is like bullet time bouncing and stasis launching Mm -hmm. Uh, like just cut cut like if the balance were a little different I, i wish uh i wish it were like that but you know you can't you don't get to pick what what's faster in these games. Yeah, I I do like that the way that they have to go about. So they go to the bomb shrine first, so that way they can just 
bomb jump mm-hmm. everything right away. And and by the by the fourth shrine, I was no longer thinking, oh, I wonder what will be similar and different <laughs> about this from last time. It was just immediately jump off a ledge, fly into the air. Um, but as far as getting navigating all of them, they started like and what ends up being like the lowest level one, maybe the Magnesis one is lower. But because you can't gain altitude with the bliss. They could have lived um, with the slopes, but but not a, not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right. They had to route in these slopes mm-hmm. in in a way where also using bomb jumps, we saw them finally bomb jump to like to get, get part of the hill. way there yeah. or to get into a spot or to finally get to the shrine. But the the bliss were were routed in such a way that they were able to use hills to get some of that verticality into it. And so it was it's kind of cool in a routing thing like, OK, well, I guess we're going to spiral around this island and <laughs> just slowly gain altitude over the next 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, and that's how it works. I agree. I liked when they went through like even that narrow like canyon where they were mm-hmm. like having to guide it because that was more exciting to watch them have to like hit certain slopes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just flying over the open map, seeing them do technical, like a lot of turning and stuff was, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I do yeah. still in the, in the realm of speedrunning and in, in the grid world of like watching speedruns, I still find that tech very cool, like bliss and, and, mm-hmm. and find it mostly fun to watch. But I think it's just because we know like the entertainment that was watching like full time bouncing <laughs> the and, explosion and, and stuff. And, and we can, yeah, that's the other thing is we have the, like the, the bomb jumps, like the, the bomb, like bursts launching them over things, uh, which feels very much like plague night from, uh, from shovel Knight <laughs> uh, treasure trove. Like the right. plague Knights movement is very like blow up a bomb and you go launching. Um, mm-hmm. It, I think because we have that old context, it almost like makes the trick feel a little worse because it, it seems more straightforward. Uh, but I do still enjoy it overall. I think it is you might not understand the setup to it, but you could still see why it's a big deal because you're just watching mm. them fly across the the map. Um, but I do I do kind of wish it's like maybe we, there's just one big one or two big ones. You get one where they're like going up those slopes and they got to navigate it and then one more to like get to the castle at the end. It'd be yeah. it'd be a better pace, like watching experience if that's how it worked. And it's just, like I said, you can't control that. You, what's faster is yeah. faster. And, uh, that, it's that just needs more, you need more apples for that. Yeah, just, <laughs> you have to stop and, and pick fruit. <laughs> so just unfortunate that it, it ends up taking over like a good chunk of it, but still a cool, yeah. cool piece of tech. I, and, and the bomb jump, uh, uh, that takes like, it, it picks up, uh, a lot of the, the slack. It, it does. It, I don't think it was as crazy as last time or as as many of them like in the bomb shrine itself. Uh, they got most of the way there now after two years, most runners. And I think I said that back then they weren't really comfortable bomb jumping everywhere, especially because you don't have the um, the hang glider, the, the paraglider early on. And so. Yeah, they would sort of use it, but it wasn't really like reliable and safe. And now, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just just launch me across the map of all four shrines. Yeah. <laughs> if it was 25 minutes of bomb jumping, I wouldn't complain. I agree. Yeah. There's something about Ragdoll Link just floating through the air, just like <laughs> smacking around, just getting up. Oh, I lost half a heart. 
Uh, where's my prize, please? Yeah. I think something too about... Phil Martin, you know, Bam's dad shows up to be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, prove how smart you are. Solve this puzzle and you just blow yourself up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Lincoln. This is two bombs below me. The, there's something about the ragdoll from an explosion too that really sells how uncontrollable it should be. Like yeah. how uncontrollable mm-hmm. it is. Even as somebody who has not played the game, I can tell you're supposed to just go flying and you don't know where you're going to end up like when you're too close to a bomb to begin with. So to see that they have found mastery over that, over the chaos (laughs) is, is something that doesn't get old. I think cause you, cause it always has that element of like, maybe on this one, it's not going to go right. Like, like maybe on this one, they're going to find themselves falling into this pit or something. Right. And you assume that they don't have a lot of attempts at it because you only have so much health. Whereas with bliss where we, we don't know how hard it is to control or not. There's not no great visual representation of that. Uh, mm-hmm. We just see them walk up to a spot, do a couple things with bombs. Suddenly yeah. they're, they're flying. One thing that I found, I always find enjoyable uh, with Breath of the Wild speedruns. Whenever you're in uh, that final castle, Ganon's castle, whatever they call it, Hyrule castle, it is so dauntingly complex and interconnected so when they go out of the map and you see like the hallways and where they're all positioned (laughs) it's always interesting it's just like oh okay that was up there to get yourself out of the map and be able to see it from like a a god's eye view uh that's always cool and i pop through grab this and then go back out this other wall yeah 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 the ghost of hyrule I did like their navigation through the castle a lot more this time compared to what I remember from last time. Like, I don't remember that much about it last time. I just I remember mm-hmm. them getting to the door very quickly before everything had loaded like they did in, in the current one. I didn't. But then I was like, I think they went outside or something to climb the castle. Yeah. And I didn't remember that much about it. Now I'm like, oh, they're doing more like little bomb jumps and stuff to get to just like navigate to the third floor or whatever. And it's like <laughs> that was really cool to me, like have to, having to jump into those hallways or those doorways. Yeah, because they they uh, flew to the the, the, the same room. Yeah, I do remember that. both the one. entrance. But, was but the one of them was at like they went the outside and had to run in through a door or before the thing loaded in. But yeah. Um, yeah. Still messed with that same Moblin, but then took off into like different directions. Um, they don't go hang out in the dining room. They go up to Zelda's room for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty wild. It's a shame that they're not cooking in the kitchen anymore though. They're, they're cooking, yeah. cooking right, right outside I mean, we of the still, kitchen. <laughs> we still had to like, completely break the ankles of a Lizalfos. <laughs> yeah. Like he's looking at a bomb, looking like just everywhere and then sneak stab, cook a meal. I, I always get rubbed the wrong way though. When I see an amiibo myself, oh, it, just, yeah. it feels, it just feels weird to me. I get it. And it's cool. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, but there's just something about having to need this exterior piece out of the game. And if you don't have it, you're like, you know, crippled a little bit. Yeah. Not able to well, do it too. For, for what it's worth. I also, I think they, I don't, I don't know if breath of the wild does this. I think a lot of communities have started allowing like an NFC card, basically. Like there's just yeah. a little card you can do to get it. So that way at least, yeah, you still have to have this extra physical device, but yeah. maybe there's apps that can do it with your, your phone even. And yeah. <laughs> Luigi showing up some cards to the camera here. Um, this is uh, all of the Zelda ones. Yeah. But at the very least, you you can get that without having to spend like, you know, oh, this scarce little figure that maybe is going to cost 
$165 in a few weeks or something, yeah. right? Yeah. At launch yeah. price, it's 40 <laughs> Imagine that. You know? Like an NFT amiibo, there's only 10 of them made that gives you uh, the golden horse or something. Yeah. That, that, that's why a lot of speedruns uh, either ban... Spots and I are not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> they either they either ban things that are become pay to win or they split categories around them at least so that like, yeah. you know, the, the primary one does not involve that stuff. I don't know what the exact decision making... I can guarantee you it was a long, like, up back and forth in the a council, lot of ways. The Council of Zelda convened three yeah. times under the uh, black moon if 30 and, yeah. is probably what it was, but, you know <laughs> I, i'm sure it was long and probably changed multiple times throughout the years but mm-hmm. uh power was a holdout wisdom and courage were down but power was holding out <laughs> no this is too powerful we can't do this people <laughs> there's fish raining from the sky this is not allowed my power weeps wisdom is just having a fish fry and loving it <laughs> i'm sure that like the decision they ultimately came to probably involved some amount of like we now have a more accessible means to this yeah. this mm-hmm. thing um and people still do no amiibo runs it looks like uh the second player on the leaderboard for any percent Korox, uh Korox is a uh they have their second place time is with an amiibo but they have also the fourth place time with no amiibo so it Very doesn't cool. save like you know an unbelievable amount of time it seems mm-hmm. uh and you just lose more runs. Probably. Because uh, yeah. you, you need, you, it's an RNG fish. Gotcha. Um, or RNG banana, I think. Um, but yeah. Whereas. Uh, you just you just lose more runs. Something like when we watched Bioshock Infinite. When, did we watch Bioshock, Bioshock, Bioshock 1? Infinite? Bioshock 1. We Bi- didn't watch Infinite. Okay. Because there's one spot where you, if you got this one random armor drop or whatever it was, like this random item then it was vastly different and it was like right. 5% chance and your run was built on it. And they just like, all mm. right, that's the they run now. We're going to make it so it comes every time. Yeah. And that's, and I, I'm into that. Like I totally get that. Cause otherwise you're going to make every single run we do completely like just not, I mean, it's a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, you're going to probably run into. We, we didn't watch Bioshock Infinite, but I think we talked about that when we watched Bioshock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, it sounds similar to that crazy late game FF10 RNG <laughs> right. counter too. There's also like like Dark Souls uh, one does not allow modding for that that kind of thing. But when when you're like practicing or when you're learning the run or even just when you start mm-hmm. doing runs, a lot of people will run it modded so that uh, the Black Knight that you need to defeat will always drop a, a Black Knight, you know, halberd or sword or whatever it is that you need uh, every single time. So that way it's like, listen. Don't stress about like having to reset the first 15 minutes of the run over and over in order to just even get to the rest of the game and learn more. Just yeah. just guarantee this drop for a while. You know, once once your time is low enough where you start caring more about like leaderboard position, then then get rid of it. But like get more practice in with the rest of the game. I've heard that as don't upload a before. run on accident where you have that. Oh yeah, on. that's that's important. It, it, you know, you got to <laughs> make sure you keep that. <laughs> That'll be the but, story of you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I was just wondering which one of us would be power, wisdom, and courage. But I just know where Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, and Party Boy. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, I'm at, thank you. I am absolutely Chris Pontius. <laughs> I'm Chris Pontius. We're both we're both Party Boy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like partying right now. Oh man, yeah. Uh, any, oh, I love that we're both fighting over Pontius. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, anyone have any other <laughs> thoughts on uh, 
on this Breath of the Wild run? Like, was there anything that you just you remember you're watching and you're like, oh, right, it did used to be this way or anything like that from Tears of the Kingdom that you're just like, I'm, I'm glad they changed this or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. It looks like uh, it looks like the same game. There's still a silly stamina wheel. We didn't see a lot of whistle sprinting, <laughs> but I like seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's nice to it feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, the the boss fight was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I think we should should mention that uh, it got them the world record. Oh the, yeah, not even the blight fight, the Ganon fight. Um, I think the blights they did pretty well at, but like, oh man, that Ganon fight. Yeah, they saved like seven seconds. It is unbelievable. They were six point six seconds behind in this run and ended up PBing by less than eight. And in a, in, a, in a game that you know has such wild competition to it and is so low, like. Yeah, uh, the time is so low. Like that is pretty incredible that there's still that big margin um, to potentially mm-hmm. save. I, it, I will say this is not the kind of game where it was very obvious to me to see where that time loss was. I can only mm-hmm. assume it had to do with like bliss setups or bomb jump setups, like the amount of time it took them to set some of them up or something. Maybe couldn't tell you. I do like to be able to see when, <laughs> you know, where the time loss is in things, like when it's a little more obvious, like mm-hmm. SM64, you got a bonk. It's like I can t- I know why they lost yeah. two seconds there. They bonked into the wall. Um, I do like to be able to see it. So a little unfortunate there. But that part of that comes with any game getting optimized is the time loss becomes harder to notice to a casual viewer. And uh, and it's just down to the runners that are going to be able to see exactly where those four seconds came yeah. into play, those six seconds came into play. That kind of thing. So, some impressive stuff with uh, I don't. It, it's not necessarily the runner, but just the route now. Like the the weapon was routed. It broke oh, on the last it, hit. On, the, on the last hit. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that was that great. Was cool. <laughs> I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah, I do too. That is amazing. I will say uh, yeah, um, a, a new bow that seemed to be a lot stronger. But yeah, my my uh, co-host on here, the Dogcast, one of my co-hosts, he doesn't watch a lot of speed runs. He doesn't know much about it. He's playing Breath of the Wild for the first time right now, and he's coming to SGDQ, and he doesn't really know what he's going to be getting into. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's a Breath of the Wild blindfold. And, and I told him it's like a week and a half ago, and he came up to me yesterday, and he says, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I've been chewing on this for like a week. I play in the game. I don't see how you what you mean by it's blindfolded. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a blindfolded run. And yeah. I haven't seen it. So I'm I've been thinking about it, too, in the back of my head. And I'm very mm. excited to watch I, watch that one. Bubsia is incredible with blindfolded runs. Uh, they did a blindfolded run of Cage 3, if I remember correctly, as well. Whoa, what? Which is like unbelievable or maybe it was 0.2 but i think it might have been both well, donald duck um, tells you where all the ingredients are so you're fine yeah, it's like half <laughs> half cut scenes anyway, true so. true um <laughs> but yeah they they've done a lot of games that did sm64 at a previous gdq yeah, as well and that, that was, was also mind-blowing unreal um, yeah, yeah. i'm very excited for that one and i'm honestly i'm glad we just got this context because i'm sure that the blindfolded run will look nothing like this like it's probably going to be drastically different the kinds of strategies they have to do in order to uh make things consistent from a blindfolded perspective hour and 45 minute estimate is yeah. what it's showing and our good friend ruby hart will be um announcing for that oh cool that's yes. awesome mm-hmm. yeah so excited yeah, that's gonna be um just slowly watching them do the craziest things. Yeah. And, and some of that, like blindfolded runs always have, it's kind of like rando. You've got to put some padding on the estimate because you just don't know if like something's going to trip you up for 
10 minutes or something. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, regardless, it's going to be a completely different route. I'm sure I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing more heartbreaking. I remember watching a Castlevania symphony of the night speed run. I think it was. Yeah. Romsky. Someone got lost in the menus and yeah. I was like, my heart. Oh, I can't help know. you. I can't do anything. That happened to Rob Scott, unfortunately, <laughs> on two different occasions. Like when he tried to have the redemption run, it was like the same, not the same spot, but, no. a, but a menu issue happened again uh, is very yeah. unfortunate because otherwise a very cool run. Once I, you get lost in the, in the woods, it's hard to find the path. It's impossible yeah. in t- at times. Like that, that's the problem with the menu, yeah. with like menus in particular, everything tends to sound the same. And unless it's, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night is not a game where things will return to consistent positions they like uh, yeah. they swap to wherever you swapped them so you could ad- eventually just have no idea whatsoever as to what item you're yeah. selecting because if you get off once you're done um you're done yeah some games it's like you can at least oh it will always be the fifth position down so i can if i can tell that i'm at the top somehow then i can count my way down but mm-hmm. unfortunately uh, where did I leave? Not the same this way. Son of a <laughs> yeah. Where did I leave? It's it? like trying to find your keys, keys in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are they? God damn it! Where's my power up? I don't know any jokes to pull <laughs> references to pull out of Soten. So it was the library card. I think is one of the big ones to try where's to find. My library card. Young master, you've been in your menu for an hour. <laughs> that was my librarian impression. I didn't say it was good. No, no, <laughs> you didn't. Thank you. you. Didn't thank say you. It was thank good. you. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. All right. Then well, I would be a liar. <laughs> when the bad impressions of librarians come out, I think that generally means it's time for us to wrap up so that everybody, uh, myself excluded, can get back to playing Tears of the Kingdom. So yes, uh, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. So uh, we'll have this episode up, but uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Brad and Luigi, thanks for joining me today. Uh, Brad, where can, yeah. where can people uh, see or hear more from you? Well, first and foremost, you can see my pretty face at Summer Games Done Quick Thursday through Sunday. We're all going to be there, and it's going to be awesome. Come say hi. We'd love to talk with you. And super excited. I'm the one who looks like Chris Pontius. I look like, I don't know who I look like. I look like a guy from (laughs) Duck Dynasty. Let's keep arguing over But, keep arguing uh, over party boy i've never seen luigi in person so he could be 10 feet tall we don't know Same. uh we're all excited to find out and uh apart from that i'm on here the dog cast that's um the other podcast i'm on often we just did a street fighter series retrospective we talked for three hours and then we did the street fighter lore and the lore uh, was painful sometimes <laughs> uh, but we got through the shadowloo and the illuminati uh, check out mm-hmm. Hair of the Dog Cast. We also have an Elden Ring series. I was recently a guest on Bonfire Side Chat with uh, Duck I saw that. That's TV. Cool. Yeah. That was great. And Super RPG Friends, I was a guest on their stream playing Sui Coden recently. But yeah. Yeah. yeah just uh, look up Hair of the Dog Cast. That's where I am. Loaf of White Brad. Play Suikoden. <laughs> as much as you can. I just got the vinyl for one. The vinyl for Suikoden 2 comes tomorrow. And I am at, I'm more excited for that than Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, my God. Come on, Konami. Get get off your ass. Let's All go. All right, Luigi. Yeah, they just um, released. If you want to hear more musings I'm, about Tears of the Kingdom, where, where can they listen to those? You can listen to me over on Chat of the Wild. We are into the Tears of the Kingdom season by the time this comes out. We're doing... Uh, Two episodes a week for a little while. We'll see how long that goes, as well as another third bonus episode 
So, yeah. Are you guys going like full um, spoiler uncut thoughts on that or are you still trying to keep things vague? We're we're holding it back. Okay. Usually even on the older games, we tend not to spoil what's coming ahead in the game. We're treating it like a book club. Oh, but but so. I mean like at wherever you are at the time, are you going like full on basically yeah, like everything yeah, up to this point yeah. we're going to talk about because i we're having I discussions think that's its own fun experience like i did that when playing elden ring i was i would watch somebody who was like okay if they're if they've gotten to this or if i've gotten to this point i'll watch them up to that point because like right. i want to see their experience to it i think that's always really fun uh you can get that in a podcast yeah. form too i hopped on and even one of my co-hosts uh was streaming the beginning of the game. And so I, I watched her play it too. And I was like, okay, this is good for, to refresh me. <laughs> and I also have her, she's like a just crazy about Zelda lore. And so like, there's just so much in that first opening bit and they're just, just casually dropping these <laughs> atomic lore bombs left and right. Like, Oh, it's just this. It, that's all it is. I'm just like, Oh, I so went, that was, was kind of fun. When it was happening, I was like, Oh no, I should call Luigi or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll hang out in a in a in a voice chat with you. Um, yeah, and when I'm not doing that and freaking out about Zelda over on Chat of the Wild, uh, I'm gonna be talking on Remember sixty four again. I haven't been on the show in a while, but we're doing Majora's Mask, so I gotta be there for <laughs> nice. that. Someone's gotta uh, rein everybody in because that game's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and if you want more hot takes about oracle of ages <laughs> yeah you can uh <laughs> you can listen to me on my stream and all where you'll also see my face so watch me is in fact how most people would say that uh twitch.tv slash jobs 296 google jhobs j-h-o-b-z if you want to find all my stuff uh and i believe we have the discord link pinned for uh for my discord which is also what we do our discord for everything possibly bad including the podcast so if you want to yeah. check that out at need for speed running, uh, I believe it is our pin tweet. And then you don't have to go on Twitter anymore. You can just click on that one and then have a new place to talk about stuff and just leave at, it forever. Uh, <laughs> it, sh- it, it is no longer our pin tweet. I forgot. Oh, is it uh, not? Okay. At NF speed running at NF speed running. Did I say need for speed? Yeah. It's at NF speed running yes, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't even know what our Instagram. Patreon is. So I'll repin that. <laughs> I, f- I forgot that that was the plan was to pin that and just be like, peace. Yeah. Well, we'll so, we'll pin yeah. It. Uh, and or if you're uh, if you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash possibly bad, you can also link your discord there and join us. And that's how you get ac- like special roles uh, to get special access to the Patreon rewards and channel and whatnot. So uh, we really, really appreciate everybody who supports there. We appreciate you for listening. And I hope you Yay. have a good month of Woo. Zelda, genuinely, even as somebody not playing it. I hope it is the best game that everybody can have tons of fun with. And I'll get to it in like four years. So it'll be great. <laughs> You'll have watched you're it lucky. 30 times before you play it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're, you're lucky I love you all, and or else I wouldn't be at GDQ this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and please check out uh, our... No, I'm excited. I'm check excited. out our live podcast episode. We are doing a crossover for the ages with Dear PB. Uh, our fellow speedrunning podcast friends who uh, we had Corbin May on before. I was on their show. Uh, we're going to do a crossover live episode with them in the panel room. I believe it's Friday at like 3 p.m. local time, I think, some sometime around there. But you'll see some uh, posters if uh, if you're attending. So mm. please, please show up and enjoy that. We will have a lot of fun. I don't even know what we're doing yet. We got, we got to figure it out. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, they could just. what do you want to know about... <laughs> Speed running or podcasting, we got gotcha. you.
Alright, it's time for us to leave. So as they always say on The Legend of Zelda, that famous famous catchphrase that we're all going to say at the same time now. Uh, no, oh, there's oh, three of them. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Oi. No, there's three of them. Bombs ahoy. <laughs> uh, not important spoiler. One of the new characters in Tears of the Kingdom, they don't actually have like, you know, voice acting for everything. And one of the only things he goes is, mm. <laughs> mm. And it just sounds way too sexual. I'm like, yo, dude. He's like, mm. <laughs> That's really there are funny. definitely like, vendors in Breath of the Wild where you can be like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Nintendo's like approach to voice acting is always hilarious. <laughs> oh.